So <clears throat> this gospel reminds me of a message I got yesterday. And one of our kids, he's in seventh grade, had an argument with his father, who's a lawyer. Now, just as that set up, I hope the little kid wins. Because um, I think it'd be funny if you're a lawyer and your teenage seventh grader wins an argument. But, and the question was this. Um, his son said that they could have dessert on Sunday. And his dad said, no, not during Lent. So what do you guys think? That, how many people here think, yes, you can have dessert. How many people here think you'll burn in hell? Um, <laughs> hell? How many, how many do I have for hell? Uh, <laughs> so actually, um, if you count up the 40 days of Lent uh, between now and Easter, it's more than 40. And the reason why is that we don't count Sunday as a day of Lent. Um, so Sunday is this mini Easter when we celebrate resurrection and new life. So when Jesus says, going, says oh, the Pharisees, you know, they love to complain. And how come Jesus' disciples aren't fasting? Fasting is a very ancient practice. And he mentions this idea of the groom. So just to explain that. Remember, um, in the Old Testament, the prophecy of the Christ is that one day the Christ would come and wed us. That we would be in this wedding of love. And that's what the Eucharist is. So just, I know this is a review, a little. So in ancient time of Christ. Um, if you're going to get married, it starts with this ritual bath and you get this white garment. So that's baptism. Um, then you're anointed. You can take a new name. That's confirmation. And then you share in this uh, sacrifice and it in, involves a glass of wine. Um, that's the Eucharist. But then that's the wedding ceremony. After that, this sounds kind of strange. The groom goes away and these are called the days of separation. And the groom goes away and he builds onto the family compound a place for the bride. Then he comes back in this torchlight parade with all the family. And, um, he's, and that's called the second coming when he comes back. And he says, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have said that I'll come and take you to myself so that where I am, you may also be. Then him and the bride and the entire family go to the new home, um, was always meant to be their home, and there's a seven-day um, feast. And that's called the second coming. And this sounds kind of strange. So if you're, the idea is that right now, all of us here on earth, we're in the days of separation. Uh, we're the bride. And we're supposed to be getting ready, really, for our ultimate home. And one of the ways that you get ready is by fasting uh, to make sure your heart is ready for the eternal wedding banquet. Um, but when the groom comes, uh, as long as you're in the presence of the groom, you can't fast. Or God forbid, let's say you go to a wedding banquet and say to somebody, oh, no, I I'm fasting. You're going to be kidding. You're in the wedding banquet. Does that make any sense? So... Um, when he says, oh, don't worry, when the groom is with them, they can't fast. There will come a day. He's talking about the days of separation. 
And so the point of all our fasting is it's supposed to turn our hearts towards love. We're really, we're ready for the heaven, the eternal banquet. We're ready to be with God and all the saints, all those in heaven. So the first reading is God complaining that, yeah, you guys fast, but you don't fast so it changes your heart. You fast and your fast just ends up in more selfishness, clawing, bickering, criticizing each other. It does no good. So he's calling their sense of religion a joke. It doesn't prepare them for greater love. Um, it just makes them more nasty and mean. My hope is this. Um, our fast during Lent, I really do hope people take it serious. Uh, not extreme, but I hope it really does change our hearts so that we're ready, really, for the banquet of love. These are days of separation. Now, for anybody else out there who's wondering what these candles are and the pictures in back, so we just finished up our season of hope. So uh, on the season of hope, this mass is for all those who have died in the season of hope. So the candles, I love this. And I know this is strange, just over you. I like candles for this reason. You know, it says that those in heaven are like spark in a, sparks in a fire. The fire is God, but if the Holy Spirit is in us, in heaven, we burn like these sparks. Where the same passage says, those in heaven burn as bright as the sun, because the Holy Spirit is with them. So the lighting of a candle is that we're reminded of our communion with those who are in the wedding feast of heaven. The pictures in back are the beloved. And this sounds kind of strange, working in with fast. If fasting is supposed to turn our hearts to be more loving, more one with God, I also think it turns our hearts to be more open to our communion with all those in the divine wedding banquet of heaven. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast if they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again. Thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.